Why shouldn't we rule ourselves? We married the dragons and they're all dead. There sits the only king. I mean to bow my knee, my lords. The king in the north. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate, joining me as bro- as brother, as, as brother. brother, as always, my brother and co-host, Zach. What you gonna do, brother? Apparently stumble and bumble all over my words. Stumble and bumble. What up, I'm Zach. <laughs> I'm not stumbling and bumbling. Now that I said that, I'm gonna stumble and bumble my way through the rest of this episode. I hope so. We read Game of Thrones here, and then we like to talk about it. If you've joined us before, thank you for coming back. Thank you for this chance. We, we appreciate it. If, if you've never new, listened before, we'll, we will spoil the shit out of Game of Thrones for you, especially since we are on the second to last chapter of the book. So, go read it. Yeah, I mean, we really only have one more chapter to spoil, technically. The dragons come. Boom! Bam, spoiled it. Spoiled. Right off the bat. Shit. Anyway. Well, you're the worst. You know. So, <laughs> if you joined us last episode, we were reading John's final chapter in a Game of Thrones, John 9. And in it, John took a little midnight ride, uh... We mentioned the color red was prominent about uh, his decision, this inner turmoil that Maester Aemon had mentioned of having to choose what was right and what was honorable. You didn't even call it out. You didn't even soda, bottle. Because I can't. Can. Yeah, it doesn't work as well as can. But Aemon had told him that every man would have to choose at some point, and this was John's time, and he wrote out, and then his friends came and Ghost kind of led them to him, we believe, and John was brought back, and Mormont said, yeah, no, I knew you were going to do it, but you came back, and now I need to know you're not going to puss out on me because we're going north of the wall, and I want you and that little wolf of yours, that little guy, with us. And so, yeah, usually we do our recaps of the last character, and so this week we're reading this week. Damn it. Usually Damn it. we do our recaps? Yeah, don't we do the recaps of Catelyn's last oh, yeah, chapter, yeah. and you're doing John's, even though it was the one before well, no, this we, one. Well, like, uh, we do, that was last episode. We I just felt like episodes. interrupting you anyway. Yeah, so, and then this week we're reading Catelyn, and when we last left Catelyn... She was waiting in the Whispering Wood for word of her son and the trap that they were springing on Sir Jamie Lannister. <clears throat> and it went successfully. Jamie Lannister was delivered and thrown in front of her horse, and she demanded her husband and her daughters back. And Jamie seemed to have misplaced those as he did his sword. Whoopsie. And he was taken away, and Rob was being angsty, looking off into the right. woods. We've also seen the aftermath of that through Tyrion's eyes, yes. which was the chapter before the John chapter that Zach just recapped for you. You want to do Tyrion also? No. I'm good. Okay, you good? Yeah. All right, he's good. So we do know that the River Run was taken back by the Starks and the Stark forces, and so that's pretty much where we're going to open on this chapter, which, by the way, this is Catelyn Eleven. Chapter 69 of Game of Thrones. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're children. Okay. It seemed a thousand years ago to Catelyn that she had carried the infant Rob out of River Run across the tumble stones to Winterfell. And it was across the tumble stones that they came back now. Only the young boy wore plate and mail. So they're returning. We we are opening with Cat with her return to her ancestral home where her lord father, 
Coster Tully has been sick and bedridden. Yeah. And so Rob sat in the bow because they are taking a sh- uh, little ships there. All galleon up at Grey the front of the by thing. Side, do- just one leg him. up the like Captain billowing. Morgan. There's no wind, but he's... And yeah, his hand resting on the dire wolf's head. Theon Greyjoy was behind him, and Catelyn was behind the rowers in the boat. And I wish somebody would push Theon in, just push him off. That the boat. would be pretty great. That'd be wonderful. Or like a kraken reaches up and grabs him. Oh, I hate that guy. So cries of Winterfell and the the banners of Tully greet them from the walls, and it was a stirring sight. Yet it doesn't lift Catelyn's heart. Nah, because she's all. Upset still. God, get over it. <laughs> um, no, she's she knows about Ned yeah. having been executed. She wonders if her heart would ever lift again. Oh, Ned. And uh, Julian actually pointed it out. Julian sent us an email for this episode. Shout out early to Julian. Um, and he pointed out the italicized Catelyn thoughts. How just because every time it's italicized, she's thinking of her husband and how actually heartbreaking it is because. Yeah, Ned's death destroys her. Like it, yeah. it does something to her that it's just tragic. It goes to dark, see. yeah, because like, she's you know got the moments of pride with uh, Rob, but she ke- keeps attributing it all to all Ned. To Ned so. Yeah, and so they pass under the Watergate's rusty portcullis, and Callan wonders if the rust should need replacing, considering that. It may not stand up to a ram. Yeah, which is basically where her thoughts are constantly these days. Yeah, she's prepping for war. Yeah, exactly, which is technically the last order that Ned gave her, the last, Mm -hmm. you know, command. And so... Admir Tully and some guards awaited them, and beside them, beside Admir was Tito's Blackwood. Tito's Blackwood! A hard pike of a man. Wasn't Tito's Tywin's father's name? Yes, it was. I'm just checking. Yeah. I I wasn't sure if... And uh, Tito's, as we we know... uh, Titus took the Lannister forces from behind when he saw Rob's men attacking. He opened River Run's gates and let his men out and helped siege from the back. So this is a pretty strategic, strong commander. Uh, just and so that I just thought it was interesting that we know that about him, and then he's described as this hard pike of a man. Like, yeah. So, so Edmure comes out to help. Uh, yeah, pull calls him in. everybody to to bring him in. And there's a dude that trips the fuck out when Grey Wind hops off the boat. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, who wouldn't? wouldn't? And Theon lifts Catelyn out by her waist and sets her on the dry steps. And Edmure comes over to embrace her, looking battered and haggard, his neck bandaged from a wound. But Catelyn hugs him fiercely, and, and he hugs her back just as fiercely. It's this reconnecting a family, especially after a serious battle. Their home was just under siege. So it's sort of this rush of relief for Catelyn. Yeah, did you say that he had a mouth made for smiles? No. Because she, she says that. Edmure. Edmure has a mouth made for smiles, but he's not smiling now. Yeah. But I just... He's a little goon. He's just this little he's stocky, like, goofy fucking... Yeah. yeah, no, I don't... And that's the funny thing, is, like, I don't really have an opinion on Edmure Tully, because, well, like... We don't really get to know him. Yeah, like, he, he's a goon. He like, seems like he'd be annoying, but likable enough in his own right. Yeah, Just I mean, like, it seems like Peter Baelish would have been annoying to grow up with, too. Uh, like, so... And he begins swearing vengeance for Ned Cat. We will avenge him. We'll kill every Lannister, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and, and you can see the uh, compartmentalization here with her where she's just kind of like, that's... No, no, shut the fuck up. Will that bring him back to me? And she thinks the wound was still too fresh. She couldn't think about Ned right now. It would not do. Put that away. You don't need it. Type of thing. Similar to 
compartmentalizing that not only most of our main characters have had to done do because danny's done it as well we've mentioned yeah, but yeah. mainly the starks are having a lot of these moments of like you need to put that to away, put that away. yeah and, and and even catelyn and it's just odd with what we know catelyn becomes that like we, I guess, yeah. essentially, that's not a good way to deal with your shit. Right, but this is also the Sansa that we see, where mm-hmm. we were comparing her to Cat with that hard resolve. And well, like... that's it. I think if Catelyn was at Winterfell here, she'd be thinking about throwing herself from the the, the battlements in yeah, the tower yeah. in grief. Like she would just give into it. And so I think that her having something to do, the countryside being at war now, is the only thing really keeping her going in the fact she needs to get her daughters back is the only thing keeping her up and not just collapsing into yeah, grief yeah. right now like she did with Bran. So she immediately asks Edmure about her father, mm-hmm. saying that she'd like to see him. And he awaits you in his solar, Edmure tells her. He is bedridden, and his steward was instructed to bring her to him immediately. And so Edmure says that he will take her. And he leads her past where, uh, through Winter uh, River Run, they they enter now, and he leads her yeah. past where Peter and Brandon had yeah. dueled. We're going to get a lot of that, like, flashbacks of childhood. A million and... years ago, yeah. And she asks him, uh, how bad is he? And she's dreading whatever Edmure has to yeah. say. And he tells her exactly what she's dreading, yeah. that he's dying. The Meisters don't give him long to live. He's constantly he's... in pain. Yeah, it's bad news. A blind rage filled her, rage at all the world, at Edmure and Lysa, at the Lannisters, at the Maesters, at Ned and her father, and the monstrous gods who would take them both away from her. And she says that they, she yells at him that she, somebody should have told me, like, what the fuck? He forbade it. He didn't want his enemies knowing he was dying. He feared if the Lannisters suspected how frail he was, and he doesn't finish the thought. Now, she, and this is common with grief in general, but technically it's not necessarily the most inaccurate statement, but she. Puts it all on herself yeah. for taking Tyrion. Mm-hmm. And technically, I'm pretty sure that we have said a few times throughout, and so have countless other people, if she didn't take him that night, would it all have gone down like this? Oh, certainly and not it, like this. Yeah, and so, like, and it's, I mean, again, there's a million different oh, other yeah, things yeah, that could Oh, yeah, yeah, what ifs, what ifs. Yeah. Especially with a book like Game but of Thrones, we can do what if all day. She's, of course, going to find the one thing that, is the cause because of her. Yeah. So that she can it put was it was your on. doing, yours, a voice whispered inside her, if you had not taken it upon yourself to seize the dwarf. And so, yeah, they, they enter into Lord Hoster's triangular solar. His bed had been moved out onto the balcony. He likes to sit in the sun and watch the waters, Edmure said, which reminded me of Drogo. Yeah. The way he likes to sit in the sun and watch the sun. Yeah, yeah. And ju- so, like, I think that that's intentional. State. This is where this he's is, at. Yeah. Like, he, this is very similar to what Danny just had to deal with, essentially. And so, uh, Hoster Tully, oh, uh, he says, uh, Father, look who I've brought. Cat has come to see you. And Catelyn thinks about the description of her father. He'd always been a big man, but now he seemed shrunken. His face sagged. Where once his brown hair stood, uh, brown hair and beard. Jesus, I can't read my own hand. Bumbler. Bumbling, fucking bumbler. And stumbling. His face sagged. His once brown hair and beard were white as snow. Little cat. <laughs> and he's like, he just lights up yeah. at the sight of I her. I watched for you, which is a play on him telling her, watch for me, little cat. Yeah. And 
So Cat, uh, Edmure leaves them to talk, and Catling nails to him and says, "You should have told me, a rider, a raven." And for such a catatonic state, he's extremely aware intelligent. right now. Yeah. Riders are taken, questioned, ravens are brought down, and he spasms. The crabs are in my belly, pinching, always pinching. I wanted to see you, was afraid I'd go before I could. And yeah, I just, I think it's incredible that he's like compared to Drogo in this sort of catatonic state, yet. He doesn't want to get word out that he is as ill as he is. Well, that and, and, and then because he next mentions that he sleeps a lot these days. Yeah. The Meisters mix him wine, drinking wine, milk of the poppy, and all these Turn things don't sleep. Up. But he he wanted to be conscious for when she was here, mm-hmm. so he dealt with the pain and hasn't been unconscious. And so, like, to be even when you're that drugged up, aware enough to be like, I've got to get off this shit long so enough I for can, her to... Yeah, talk to my daughter. Yeah, she tells him, I'm here, father, with Rob, my son. And your boy, Hoster, Hoster whispered, he had my eyes, I remember. He does, Catelyn says, and we've brought you Jamie Lannister and Irons. River Run is free again, father. And Lord Hoster smiled. I saw. I made them carry me to the battlements. "'Twas such a sweet sight. "'And he asks, "'Was it you who did it? "'Your Rob? "'Or your boy who did it? "'Your Rob?' "'And Kat says, "'Yes,' and she's fiercely proud. "'Yeah, yeah. "'Yeah, because he was asking about "'he saw the tower out there, "'like the siege tower burned down, yep. "'and he was like, "'Was that him? "'Was that the boy?' "'And she says, "'Yes, father. "'Rob and Brandon. "'Brendan, your brother is here as well, my lord. Him. "'The blackfish came back.' From the veil. And he gets all, like, excited here thinking that Lysa also mm-hmm. came. Did but... she come as well? No, nah, that bitch is batshit. Yeah, no. And his face falls. I'd hoped to see her before. Why did she not come with you? Because she's crazy as fuck. She's frightened is the answer Cat gives. In the <laughs> eerie, she feels safe. Will you see Rob now? And Brendan? Your son? Yes, bring him. Yes. And your brother? And immediately we get back to the initial. Yeah, the fighting that caused Brendan Blackfish Tully to. Blackfish? Has he wed yet? Has he taken (laughs) some girl to wife? And Kat thinks that even on his deathbed. And it's a sad thought for that this was the, yeah, this is the initial feud between these two brothers. And he can't, he still can't let it go. So she says, no, no, he has not taken a wife. But he, you know, and he goes on talking about the different matches that were made for him, and he even references the conversation she had with Walder Frey, where he had said that Hoster had slated, slighted him for refusing his wives. Yeah. And part of that was because Brendan, uh, the Blackfish, refused one, and then he also denied Edmure that yeah. time. But um, eventually he concedes and says he's too old to fight. Yeah. And agrees to let him come in and meet with meet with him. Yeah. Yeah, cuz uh she says no, he hasn't married anyone. Yeah, he's come many leagues to see you, fighting his entire way here and her father says ever the warrior, send him later. So she kisses him gently and left him and he was asleep before she left the solar. And she goes down to the lower bailey where Sir Brendan came up to her and asked, "Is he and she answers, dying. And as we feared, and her uncle's face showed his pain. 
as he asks, will he see me? So, like, Brendan really just does want to see yeah, his yeah, brother yeah. one final time. And Catelyn nods, asking where Rob went. And so he says he went with uh, great Theon. joy to Fucking the hall. Theon, who is who directs Cat, because she goes down to the Great Hall where yeah, he's, he's entertaining a bunch of fucking. Speaking of bumbling and stumbling, this stupid cunt is sitting there <laughs> bragging his fucking ass off about being a fucking asshole and how great of an asshole he is. Because fuck Theon, uh, to all the Tully guards. Yeah, and stuff. she interrupts him. Where might I find my son? The gods would, my lady. And she immediately thinks it is what Ned would have done. He is his father's son as much as mine. I must remember. And that is where Ned would be. Yeah. Yeah, like, I I think, because she, she's mentioned how similar he is a lot. But I like this chapter because we have Hoster Tully, who is sitting there saying, he looks just like me. Mm. Remember, he looks like, the one that looks like me, he has my eyes. My eyes he, yep. he has hit the Tully hair, like... He, she's going to constantly be getting that Tully, but she's forcing Ned's image onto him. Well, I mean, know. not really. He's no, going I mean, to he's definitely. He's, no, he's definitely. You know, you showing know, the he's Ned. in the exact same pensive pose his father's always oh, taking in front of the heart. Tree, yeah, like. I just think it's funny that we get so much of that Tully being brought forward. Yeah, yeah. And yet, still, he's seen as the Stark. Yeah, it's this com- total comparison because he's got the wolf next to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she found Rob beneath the green canopy of leaves, surrounded by tall redwoods and great old elms, kneeling before the heart tree. But he was not alone. A slender werewood with a face more sad than fierce, which I just think is so goddamn interesting that the fucking tree in River Run is more sad than fierce. With all the trauma that Cat goes through and Lysa. It definitely and... sounds like more of a Tully werewolf. That's, that's it. Like, it's like just kind of the, the weight they all tend to carry. it would absolutely be the reverse in, in Winterfell. It'd be way more, more fierce, fierce than sad. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so on top of Rob, we also have uh, Lord's Umper, Car yep. Stark. We have Mage Mormont, which is Old Bear's uh, Mormont's sister that yep. he was talking about. Galbert Glover. Uh, and many more. Even Titus Blackwood is here. Yeah, Rob is in front of them all with his longsword thrust point, his longsword point thrust into the ground. And she reminds herself that these are the ones who keep the old gods. And she asks herself what gods she kept these days and found that she had no answer. So I, I like this chapter. Uh... Here we go, finally, bringing up Lady Stoneheart. Um, The way that she just seems to have forsaken the gods in this chapter. And you see it a bit when Ned first got captured and, like, when he got attacked, all that shit in her other chapters. But, like, this one, she's very much, like... What kind of cruel gods would take this and this and well, it's, who it's are funny these that in and... the when Bran is injured, she's praying to the mother right. for mercy. You know, she's doing all the things that she needs to do for the seven. And then, yeah, by the end of this, before book, the book's even over, she yeah, can't she's... she can't decide what god she wants to pray to. And and it's she's forsaken the gods because she believes the gods have forsaken her family mm-hmm. and her. And so it's this, it's, she's already got that coldness. That's the the stone heart thing going where she's hardening herself right right beyond what is really needed obviously her husband just died that's terrible her children are captives like she has a reason to be grieving but she's forsaking forsaking her god she you know she's just ready to essentially 
die for the cause if it means getting these people. Like, right. she's in it Already looking it. at the revenge side of things. But anyway, she starts thinking back about when she used to play at Kissing with Peter Baelish and Lysa Aaron yeah. here in this God's Wood. Because, you know, it's not so much a place of prayer here for them as it is a place to play. She hadn't and... thought of it in years, and she could almost feel his sweaty fingers on her shoulders and taste the mint on his breath. As there was a mint plant in the God's Wood that he liked to chew on. Yeah. And they, uh, Lysa and her talk about, and like, I, I really do think it's important that Kat mentions to Lysa he tried to put his tongue in my mouth. Yeah. And, and she's like, kind of revolted by it. But Lysa's like, oh I no, he did it. the same to me, and I really so, liked it. We were just discussing the other day how we know, and everyone knows, that George Martin is a gardener of an author. He plants seeds and they grow. And, like, I can just see the the relationship there. Like, from that. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Just sprouting into this obsession with mm-hmm. him. and like, Where Lysa eventually gets him drunk yeah. and, and has sex with him and, yeah, is willing to do all these things. Lysa is immediately from a child. Because children playing at kissing games. That's really, like, that's nothing mm-hmm. crazy. But the the... The enthusiasm that yeah, Catelyn yeah. remembers Lysa having over... The, and, and Lysa was four at the time, or like five. She was right, really, really right. young. She was younger than Cat and Peter. Cat and Peter are both of age, but or even, of an age Even Cat is younger, or Peter is younger than Cat. Yeah. Right? No, because Peter's younger than Lysa, I thought it said in there. That Cat was, uh, that Lysa was quite a bit younger, but Peter was the youngest of them all. Oh, was he? Well, whatever it was, it was still... That the younger of the two sisters right, is the right. one that's ready to have a boy's tongue in her mouth, and she's pumped about it. But Rob got slowly back up to his feet and sheathed his sword, and she wonders if Rob had ever kissed a girl in the God's Wood. Surely he had. She'd he'd ridden in battle and killed a man with and killed men with a sword. She'd seen the way some of the prettier looking girls around Winterfell used to look with him. Surely he'd been kissed. And there are tears in her eyes suddenly, and she wipes them away angrily. Yeah, she's contemplating the future or what could have been. Yeah, yeah She yeah. wants him to be a normal kid, just like Bran, you know, before his fall. She wants Rob to be able to kiss and play a kissing yeah, yeah, games exactly. and, and live the, the kid it, life. Yeah, it's just that, you know, things can't be that way, and I want to dream about them. So, so he, Rob notices her. And tells her that they need to immediately call a council. Mm-hmm. There's been some developments. And she says, your grandfather would like to see you. He's very sick, Rob. And Rob continues saying, Edmure told me, and I'm very sorry, Mother, for Hoster and for you, but we must meet first. Renly Baratheon has claimed his brother's crown. Yeah. And so Academy is like, Renly? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. What about Stannis, though? What about the Manus? And that's that's it. That's the line of, what about Stannis? And then... We get to the War Council. The War Council convened in the Great Hall. Lord Hoster was too weak to attend. Edmure had the high seat of the Tullys, the Blackfish at his side. And word of the victory had drawn even some of the fugitive lords of the Trident. The new Lord Carl Vance came in with Mark Piper. The Northern Lords were fewer in the hall. The Great John at Rob's left, Catelyn at his right. Lord Rickard Carstark, a gaunt and hollow-eyed from grief, took his seat like a man in a nightmare. 
God, I love that description. Yeah, man. He had left two sons dead in the Whispering Wood, and there was no word of his eldest, who led the Karstark spears against Tywin on the Green Fork. So they all argue late, late into the night, and similar to uh, the war council with Tywin, a Tywin and, Lannister, yeah. Catelyn sat and listened so to it all. So did Rob, and so did Rob, which I think is very Tyrion Tywin. Rob Cat, yeah. like the father son, mother son, mm-hmm. like but reversed roles, like in a woman in there. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so strange. So and funny. we learn, uh, well, they learn. Bruce Bolton had reformed the battered remnants of their other host, Sir Mayo Helmand Tallhart, and Walder Frey still held Sir the twins. Mayo. We get the last mention of Sir Mayo, and we we wanted to bring that up because we were wondering if when treachery would yeah, start or yeah. if anything. But so far. They're holding it down. Sir Mayo. Sir Mayo and Frey got it. <laughs> that sounds like a bad band. It does. Yeah. We're Mayo and Frey. Mayo and Frey. This is our first song, Moist. That Castle Rock Live. <laughs> and so Tywin's <laughs> army had crossed the Trident, making for Harrenhal. And there were two kings in the realm now. Many thought they should march on Harrenhal at once. And end Tywin's rule now. Others wanted to wait and kind of held back, resupply, stock up, rest. Jonos Bracken insisted that they join up with Renly. Renly is not the king, is the first thing Rob had spoken. Like his father, he knew how to listen. And, and Rob breaks it down. Yeah, man, he just calls them out on some Stannis shit. Stannis has the right. After uh, not Renly, just as it's uh, Joffrey and then Tommen or Rob and then Bran, like this is this is elementary, my dear Watson. Like essentially, B- Rob is you're done. Yeah, he's you're, log- like, breaking it down logically. If we're gonna like, swear to someone, we need to go to Stannis because obviously, and that's what Ned did. Like Ned, yeah, yeah. Renly go came to, to Ned. Yeah. Renly straight up came to Ned and asked, and, and Ned, Ned was like, "I can't. Like it's your brother's claim, not yours." So. Yeah, what the fuck are you thinking, bro? And so, yeah, um, Mark Piper says that joining Renly will join five of the seven great houses yeah. against the Rock. Six, if, if the, the Aarons bestir mm-hmm. themselves. We'll have them all. What does Stannis have against that, that we should cast it all aside? And once again, sounding just like Ned, all that Rob says is the right. Yeah. He's got the right to it. He's got the the right claim. Sir Stevron says, we should wait and see who wins. Lord Tywin would most likely welcome a truce, should he? Yeah, because he says that his father would urge caution and let the others play their game of thrones. Oh, so if you couldn't tell, Sir Stevron is a fucking fray. Yeah. So, yeah, he wants to wait and see. Whoever is looking like they're coming out on top will do them. And he says, head for Tywin with a truce and... Man, do the northerners. Well, he's like, let me go, my lord. I'd be happy to give terms and arrange terms. Holy fuck. Yeah. So that was my, like, the first thing with the phrase, like, in Tywin is like this here. Is this Sir Stevron just taking it upon himself to be like his father? Or is this something that was already, did Lord Walder Frey tell him, like, if it's going, you need to find Tywin and get the fuck out of there? I think that's, he just knows his father and that's, whether they actually vocalized it or not, like, that's exactly what Walder Frey would do and tell him to do. So, yeah, I what think a it's cunt. So, yeah, uh, a roar of outrage <laughs> drowned out his voice, and the Northerners are just not having it. And yeah. Catelyn very quietly asks, why not peace? 
and Rob's eyes find her. My lady, they murdered my lord father, your husband. And he unsheathed his long sword and laid it on the table before him. This is the only piece I have left for the Lannisters. And the lords roar their approval. <laughs> Sir Roderick would once again be very fucking upset. Yeah. Stop yeah. unsheathing your blade, yeah. Rob. Yeah. You can make the point without laying the sword there. But it really did make the point for the Northerners, because the Northerners yeah, are no, so absolutely. willing to hype up over fucking anything at this point. And Cat waits and then goes on to say, do you think I love him less than you? If that sword could bring Ned back to me, I would never let you sheathe it until Ned stood by my side once more. But Ned is gone, as are the others. Must we have more deaths still? Bam. Like Yeah. And um, then, but she gets called out for being a woman. Yep. Yep. No, Lady Catelyn, this is a man's game. You're a woman. You're woman, do with. not understand. Where's our things. sandwiches, wench? Like, why geez. are you bleeding everywhere? Oh, yeah. Car Stark says you are the gentlest sex. A man has need for vengeance. Yo, in this, she's like, let me get my. Or she says, give me Cersei, and you would see how gentle a woman can be. <laughs> Fuck, how about you introduce fucking any of those northerners to Lady Stoneheart and see how fucking yeah. gentle this woman can be. Yeah, fuck dude. you guys. Yeah, fuck, fuck off, you guys. And she says <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> she says we went to war when Lannister armies were ravaging the li- riverlands and Ned was a prisoner falsely accused of treason. We fought to defend ourselves and win my lord's freedom. One is done, the other is far be- forever beyond our reach. I will mourn for Ned until the end of my days, but I must think of the living. I want my daughters back, and I want you safe, Rob, ruling at Winterfell from your father's seat. I want an end to this. I want to go home, my lords, and weep for my husband. Okay. Uh, I'm with her. Yeah, let's end the war. Can we maybe have a vote? Let's, uh... I'll put my no, hand No up. democracies. This is Yeah, oh yeah, she's a woman. No. Yeah. yeah, and, um... The hall was at least quiet when she finished, like... Yeah, I mean, they at least listened to her. And, like, if anybody, if anybody was gonna speak up, I'm really glad that it's it is her fish. uncle, Brendan, yes. who says, Peace is sweet, my lady, but on what terms? And... Yeah, essentially he's saying that even if we call the peace right now... It's only a matter of time before the Lannisters get fed up or... Well, what is... Yeah, what is the... Like, you know, there's going to need to be, like, exchanges of hostages and, like, what we're going to give Jaime Lannister for the two girls. We've already... We all know that mm -hmm. that really isn't viable. And then Karstark speaks up. What did Torin and my Eddard die for if I return to Carhold with nothing but their bones? And again, just that kicks up all the fucking arguing again. Which, I mean... As a bannerman, it's kind of expected. Like, sorry sucks to suck at this point in that world, but he has that point. Like, we've traveled down here, and all that I've got out of it is a truce to get what we could have gotten from the start and, and two dead sons. Potentially three. And, yeah, like, like it's a shitty Catelyn situation. Catelyn thinks that she was so close. They yeah. had almost listened to her, but there would be no peace, no chance to heal, no safety. And she watches her son frowning, yet wedded to his war. He'd pledged to marry a Frey girl, but she saw his true bride plain now, the sword on the table, which that's it. Rob is dedicated now that his father is dead to yeah, yeah. going to war. That was it. There is no 
There is no peace. Just like Tyrion. It's the same thing as the cup on the... Rob's is a sword, but mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the same thing as the cup on the floor of the Shattered Cup. So the great John lurched up to his feet. Do you have this quote? Because I feel like you would have a much better great John. Why shouldn't we rule ourselves? We married the dragons and they're all dead. There sits the only king. I mean to bow my knee, my lords. The king in the north. <laughs> he really needed to turn to you notes for that. And he knelt and he laid his sword down at Rob's feet. I'll have peace on those terms, Lord Costark said. They can keep the red castle and their iron chair as well. He eased his longsword out. The king in the north, he said, kneeling beside the great John. And then the mage, badass bitch made stands and says the king of winter. Like, the king nah, of I'll winter. do you one better, bitch. And she takes her fucking mace and lays that down. Beside like, the swords. The river lords yeah. were rising too. Blackwood, Bracken, Malister, houses never before ruled by Winterfell. Yet they rose and drew their blades and knelt, shouting the old words that hadn't been heard in the realm for more than 300 years. Sharkbait, Ruhaha. Since Aegon the Dragon had oh, come right. to make the Seven Kingdoms one, yet now they were heard again, ringing from the timbers of her father's Sharkbait, hall. Sharkbait, I hate you so fucking The king much. in the north. The king in the north. And that's it. Man, that moment's inspired. So we've got our third king in the realm. I got hype this as war fuck. the five kings. Yeah, how can you not? Dude, it was crazy reading that again. Yeah, my heart was racing, and I stood up, and I got kicked out of the library, but I was shouting the king in the north. King of the north. I didn't. You didn't. You I should have. Cool. I don't. But, you know, uh, the that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of Catelyn's yeah. chapters. That leaves us with one chapter left one of more. the entire book, uh, Game of Thrones. But we're not going to talk about that because we're going to give our inductees. Ye- well, that's Catelyn. what I... Yeah. Good. Who is it? Gee, shotgun fire the questions at me. Um, I haven't thought about this until now. So. All right, I'll give mine. Mine is Mage Mormont for upping everybody with the King, and, King of Winter. Yeah. Because, like, and, I mean, that's such a bold claim with what's the coming. King of like, yeah. So I just thought that was pretty great that, nah, this bitch, one with her spiked Morningstar, like, or her spiked mace, like, just low and yeah, laying that yeah. down is, like, way cooler than a longsword. And then the fact that she's like, you yeah, know, not just the King in the North, the King of Winter, motherfuckers. So, Word. and I just like the all the the Mormons because they're badass bitches who like fuck shit up so yeah Mage Mormont so then I'm gonna give mine to Stevron Frey because wow that guy's got some balls to uh, sit in yeah, front of does, this entire like the, the Riverlands and like hey guys That's so so, valid. so my dad was saying listen <laughs> let's be fucking let's just chill back here and see if the Starks all die and if you do run to Tywin quick but listen you lived so how about I just go to Tywin and say, hey, what's going on? Like, yeah. like, are you that daft? Like, I can't believe they didn't throw him out in the goddamn river right there. Oh, he went for it. So, Steph, I'm afraid for having some fucking balls. Anyway, we also got our right in. Jeez, that's a good so- one. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I, I never looked at it. Like, yeah, that does take a lot of balls, man. Uh, yeah, we got, uh, as I mentioned earlier, an email from our friend Julian in France. From France. And uh, <clears throat> as I 
excuse me. As I mentioned earlier, he had mentioned the uh, italic sentences and how just heartbreaking it is whenever Catelyn thinks of Ned. But he says also that I must put a word here for asshole Theon bragging once again. I share your warm aversion for that character. Hated him in the series so much, even the beautiful redemption arc didn't make it up to me. Still can't. (laughs) <laughs> and my inductee would be Brendan the Blackfish again. Yeah. He was the first one to respond to Catelyn that peace would be no use in this situation. An answer that the others would bring the others to share their opinion until the great John sets fire to the place with that brilliant <laughs> speech. The King in the North! King in the North! Fuck yeah! Valor nor Harrius. North Harrius. I love it. Love and, it. Uh, yeah, the Blackfish, because I, I agree... Uh, I don't think there's anyone else in the in the room that had a right to speak to Catelyn at that point, besides Rob or her uncle. And so the fact that it was him saying, like, yeah, like, peace would be fucking wonderful, but how? Like, how like, can yeah. we realistically do it right now? And then, yeah, the great John coming in. And well, just... and, that, and then a bunch of people called in to back him up, too, uh, with some of the guys from the Riverlands that are like, the mountain burned down my shit. Yeah. Like, why the fuck would I agree to this? Well, and... I mean, it, yeah, but Catelyn's but only yeah, no, like absolutely. A, you know, tit for tat, I lost this, you no, lost yeah, this. Yeah. Like, everybody's lost some shit at this point. It sucks. It's war. But, yeah, thank you, Julian. Uh, as always, we appreciate your email and your odd takes on Valor de Harris that are fun yes. to read. Yes. Uh, and so if you would like to get in contact with us like Julian does and so many other inductees yeah. that have been read throughout the right series. Right into us. You can get a hold of us a million different ways. Maybe not that many. That's a lot of, That's ways. A lot of ways. Our email is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. We are on Instagram at mannerswithout. Nate is on Twitter at mannerswithout. Zach is on Twitter at carstark92. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. And our Patreon, where we put up sweet bonus content episodes. Patreon.com slash Without Manners. What are you pointing at? Did you do that email? I did the email very first. Oh, okay. Fucking listen when I talk. Don't be over there, like, rubbing your face. You're like, I'm too good to listen when Nate talks. I mean, who isn't? Shut the fuck up. Valor to Harris. Can we? No, I was going to go. Chill? I didn't want you to have anything. I guess Join us next episode <laughs> when we're finishing the fucking book. Wow. I was trying Finishing to the book uh, with Daenerys 10. Yeah, the, the final, final episode of Game of Thrones. And uh, then we're going to have our wrap-up of the whole book where we talk about the whole thing as a whole before jumping into, as we said, a little break uh, between episodes yeah. for getting some of Clash Kings prepped and in the barrel for you guys. But that won't be too long at all of a hiatus. Yeah, maybe two weeks at most is what we're thinking. And so, yeah, uh, send us in the Duckies for the final chapter for Dan- Daenerys 10. And start sending them in for Clash Any, of Kings. Yeah, and Clash of Kings. Or so. if you're way ahead, we've mentioned, you know, we got a folder there for all those future episodes once we get to those books that you may be rereading right now. And so, whatever. Send so, anything you want. Yeah, as this dipshit said, Valor to Harris. Peace! Peace!